Okay, boys, the biggest show of our lives that we're getting ready to put together here. GK, how are you? Are you feeling good? Are you feeling like it's going to be a good night tonight, this awards show? I am so excited. It feels like the culmination of my life's work is today. Detective, how are you? Doing well. I'm very excited. The crown jewel, if you will, of, of Atlas Bach this evening, and I'm uh, very, very excited to be here. You're ready, right? You're ready. You're, you're feeling good, getting pumped up, ready to get out there and, and make this show a success? I think we're ready to go. Let's do this. I know this is a an audio podcast, but boy, Detective and GK look sweet in their suit jackets and hats and just charming. It we're we're kind of like Crockett and Tubbs. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, talking about you know, Jack's uh, attire, Detective Swag, he looks like uh, Detective Sonny Crockett Swag. He certainly does. And J-Lo, you look happy today. I am. I am. I'm very happy to be here. Um, looking forward to the show. Well, this is it, guys. You ready? And we're going to get this show started. Here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, and bots, welcome to the first annual Atlas Bot Bucky Awards with special guests. H.R. Courtney, Pseudo Scout, The Boss Miss Tammy, and of course, the Atlas Bot crew. And now your host, the man whose disappearing skills are on par with David Copperfield, the man who goes beyond Swayze, the man who can leave a freak of a blind date at a strip club so he can rest up for his big trip to Ikea the next morning and still have you feeling he's the victim somehow. Ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, The Ghost King. celebrating a successful second year of our podcast. Based upon downloads in places like Latvia and the number of bits stolen by Steve Phillips and the Baseball Tonight morons, Atlas Bach is well on its way to becoming a cultural phenomenon on par with MySpace. Why engage in a creative endeavor? To win awards? Certainly not. We create for the joy it brings to both creator and audience. But sometimes, The art created is so monumental that it deserves recognition beyond that which can be expressed through appreciation alone. No, some art must be recognized by award as exceptional. No such art will be presented here tonight. We're just not ready to call it another year yet. Tonight, we celebrate podcasting excellence in several categories. Best trade, where we assess just which trade led most directly to Tim's continued domination. Tim's with us here tonight. Hi, Tim. Tim's efficiency in winning fantasy baseball games is as boringly predictable as his attempts to tell a funny story. I'm kidding. We all love the flip-flop story as well as the cornhole story. Is it me or is any story Tim tells that is not set in his backyard guaranteed to be a snoozer? <laughs> There's a lot happening back there. We also find out which episode had the best title. We sent ballots to all show contributors and for the first time ever allowed fans to vote and get in on the fun. For our Latvian listeners, it was the first unrigged voting experience of their lives. 
Our accounting firm, Toilette and Douche, tabulated and audited the results. Bockers, you know we spent a lot of time talking about HQ, a handsomeness quotient, if you will. It's a newspaper metric that we here developed. Tonight we find out who are the hottest players when we unveil the HQ All-Star Team. Some listeners raise an eyebrow at the amount of time we spend talking about players' looks. Come on, what are they implying? The next thing you know, they'll be saying that there's something homoerotic in the imagery in books about fishing. I'm just glad Herman Melville isn't alive to see that. <laughs> Seriously, though, a special thanks must go to Jack, another member of our team and the driving force behind tonight's HQ All-Star team. Jack spent countless hours online poring over photos of Major League Baseball players. You know, the fact that his marriage collapsed, his second, welcome to the club, buddy, during this time frame is just a coincidence. You all heard the last episode. He likes women of the opposite sex. One of Atlas Bach's most beloved segments is the Posey Pussy Award. I'm proud to say that I'm a multiple award winner. What goes hand in hand with fantasy baseball? Pointless violence, of course. We take great pride in breaking down a fight. Tonight we find out the fight of the year. Discussing the particulars of a good fight takes me back to my childhood and to my siblings. Always important to get our story straight before the cops arrive. Rest in peace, Mom and Dad. And finally, we find out which moment is deemed to be the segment of the year. God, how to choose. So many hilarious yet pathetic and sad moments taken directly from the lives of our hosts. In preparation for tonight, I re-listened to each segment. It's amazing. Suddenly, leaving Las Vegas seems like a rom-com. A drunk, out of control, and spiraling down. Welcome, Joe. He's joining us tonight as well. <laughs> you know, the one bright spot from this year is that Joe made peace, finally, with the departed Burt Reynolds. For years, Joe was mad because he rented the longest yard for him and his plant friends, thinking it was a landscaping video. Sit back, listeners, and relive the map. Atlas Punk, season two. where there were multiple nominees because we're choosing an entire team of handsome guys. Let me explain. Here on Atlas Bach, like I mentioned earlier, we coined a, a new sabermetric statistic called HQ, handsomeness quotient. And so we like to think about who's the best looking players out there on the field because as Fernando Lamas once said, it's better to look good than to feel good. And anything worth doing is worth doing sexy, isn't it? And so I'm going to turn it over to one of my colleagues, and he's going to announce the first annual HQ All-Star Team. Detective Jack? Thank you, sir. This one has been fun. It's got a uh, place close to my heart now. I can honestly engage in a conversation with another human being intelligently on who the better-looking player is at a specific position in baseball now. It hasn't happened, and probably never will, but I can now do that. 
Ladies and gentlemen, your winners for the All HQ team for 2018 at catcher JT Realmuto. At first base, Paul Goldie Goldschmidt. At second base, Javier Baez. At shortstop, Carlos Correa. Third base, Nolan Arenado, also known as the Hare. The outfield, we have three. Andrew Benatendi. <laughs> Matt Kemp. And we actually have a tie, folks. The third spot was a tie between Bryce Harper and J.D. Martinez. Four-man outfield rotation. Four-man outfield. That's it. Well, uh, and and we have a DH as well, so one of them will have to come off the bench. Uh, our DH is Shoni Otani. And our pitcher is Derek Rodriguez. There you have it, folks. The 2018 All HQ team, as voted on by the professionals. this year has come out of what has become a very popular weekly segment. Everyone loves the Posey Pussy of the Week Award, given each week to somebody who sustains a questionable injury or just acts like a general douchebag. And so we've invited Tammy to read the nominees and to name the winner of the Posey Pussy of the Year. Thank you. What is a posy? A posy is a delicate, brittle, beautiful flower. A posy is a boy parading around in armor, pretending to be a man until, of course, it's actually time to be a man despite the armor. And finally, a posy is the least sought after, most embarrassing, manhood stealing mockery of an award that a little bitch could possibly achieve. Tonight, I have the absolute pleasure of presenting those little bitches who are nominated for the Posey of the Year 2018. The first annual Bulkley Award nominees are, for Posey Pussy of the Year, I remind you, Byron Buxton. Posey. The crew of Atlas Balked. Posey. Buster Posey. 
Posey. And the winner for the 2018 Posey Award is the Atlas Bot Crew. Accepting on behalf of the Atlas Bot Crew is the Atlas Bot Crew. Despite all of our, uh, you know, calling out others for being pussies, in fact, the listeners believe that we are the biggest pussies on this podcast. For our next category, we take a look at the trade of the year. Now, there was a lot of great trading action happening this year in the league, but there were a few that stood out. And the ones that we've nominated, I think, really had an impact on the end of the year uh, races for the title. And so to introduce the trade of the year category and to name the winner, who better than our own pseudo-scout, Justin? Babe Ruth to Yankees for some cash. Bill Russell to Celtics for Ed McCauley and Cliff Hagan. Kobe Bryant to Lakers for Vladi Divac. Brett Favre to Packers for a draft pick. These are all trades where someone in the front office truly may have attempted suicide after pulling the trigger. One-sided trades happen all the time. You just never know. That one move can be the moment that makes it or breaks it for your season or your furniture. Speaking of which, let's take a look at the nominees for this year's Balky for Juiceless Trade of the Year. And the nominees are Reverse the Curse Harper, Matt the Best Carpenter Since Christ, and the Houston Astro Dumb Trade. And the winner for the 2018 Balky for Best Trade is Matt the Best Carpenter Since Christ. We move on with the show, and although this is a podcast, we know that it's really a total sensory experience, from listening to the the laughs and the analysis of the baseball games, to seeing the images associated with the podcast on Instagram or Facebook, but what really catches a listener's attention in the initial port when there are a new listener trying to decide what episode to begin with is the title. The title sets the stage for what you're going to hear on the rest of the podcast. And so we thought it would be appropriate to recognize the most hilarious and well thought out title of the year. And to announce the winner, we'd like to welcome back HR Courtney, one of our fan favorites. Uh, she survived her first experience on the podcast through many hard weeks of uh, therapy. 
Well, it's amazing what the, the psychological profession can do these days. And she's here. She's agreed to drop her restraining order against Jones temporarily to appear on the show. Without further ado, Courtney. Thanks for having me, guys. Ask anyone in Hollywood and they will tell you, in entertainment, the title is critical. It's where you get your first chance to hook your audience, to say, here, this is why you should absorb this amazing content. But what if the content isn't all that amazing? I mean, good content certainly has its place, somewhere, I'm sure. But with a really good title, you can literally put together a clown-infested shit show for mouth breathers, and someone, somewhere, bot and human alike, will consume. I have proof of this later statement right here with tonight's bulky nominations for best show title. And the nominations are Darty Like a Podstar, Trading You for a Younger Dog, Beyond Sausage, Buddy Buddy Farm System, and My Chawini. The winner for the 2018 title of the year is My Chawini. It, wow, that's accepting uh, the award for best show title of the year is the creator of all show titles, Tim. <laughs> wow. I, you know, uh, first of all, thank you, everybody. I'm ha thankful to everyone who voted. I'd like to thank uh, everyone who's ever helped make this Atlas Box uh, possible. I got to say, it, coming up with titles sometimes can be really hard, but this title... Uh, I, I don't want to disappoint everybody, but this title was evident the second it came out of Jack's mouth. Immediately, I knew that was the title of the episode. That's what captured the hilarity that was involved in Jack's, uh, well, actually in his winning of the Posey Award. So I just want to say thank you to everybody. This is, uh, it's wonderful to see my Chewini get the honor and recognition that it deserves. I'm going to go darty like a pod star now. good fight. I know here at Atlas Bach, we love talking about fights, and this has been a memorable year for fights that we can break down across sports, across um, levels of competition. There's been a number of classic fights. And to introduce the nominees and the winner for the best fight of the year is the paragon of sportsmanship herself, Ted. <laughs> that lovely introduction, Greg. Lewis Walcott, Ali Frazier, Leonard Hearns, Tyson Holyfield. There have been many memorable professional fights over the years, but few take the time to honor the folks that aren't getting paid millions for their efforts. The folks that get down in it, not for advancement of reputation, not for sports status, and 
surely not for the fat paycheck. These folks simply have something deep down, a passion so intense that they simply cannot continue to harness it any longer. The true warriors, for the love of violence, nothing more. And with that, I present to you the bulky nominees for the Fight of the Year 2018. Tickle Fight. Bullpen Joggers. Softball, kick them when they're down. And the winner of the 2018 Fight of the Year is Softball, kick them when they're down. Wow, how exciting. Kenny, would you like to accept the award on behalf of those suburban folks who were uh, brawling unnecessarily at a children's sporting event? I would be honored to accept that award for suburban parents foolishly and horrifically brawling over a children's sporting event. And this, ladies and gentlemen, is why we now have the Parent Code of Conduct for all youth sports, wherein <laughs> no alcohol is allowed on premises. We will be kind and courteous to the referees, the coaches, the teammates of our team and the opposing team. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. show. Our first annual Bakke Award show has uh, been more spectacular than I could have possibly dreamed. And, you know, there's no better way to end a spectacular event like this than with the most coveted evening's award. That is the much-anticipated segment of the year. And who better to announce this most prestigious award than once again is the lovely H.R. Courtney. Hi, everybody. Thanks for having me again. Peter Falk once said, the entertainment industry is loaded with extraordinarily talented people, but the true, genuine originals, they're rare. Once said by Anurag Kashyap, entertainment's definition has been reduced to making people happy. And Greg Ackerman said, the media has changed. We now give broadcast licenses to philosophies instead of people. People get confused and think there's no difference between news and entertainment. People who protect themselves as journalists on television don't know the first thing about journalism. They're just there stirring up a hockey game. If the Atlas Bacht crew is anything, they're rare. If they achieve nothing more each week, and often do not, they make you laugh, or at the very least, they make themselves laugh. And finally, the Atlas Bacht crew certainly, beyond a shadow of a doubt, knows as absolutely nothing about journalism. Nonetheless, we were able to find three segments that actually had some quality entertainment, by our standards anyway. And without further ado, I'd like to present the Balky nominees for Segment of the Year 2018. The nominees for this category are HR Pro, subjected to Joe's hostile working environment. 
I'm going to ask a question. Oh, as, the most, ask a question. as the most inappropriate person here, what would it take? Oh, I would. I as would the go, most inappropriate I person here, taking my pants off. <laughs> what does it take, taking, for you steer somebody into the other room and say you cannot do that? Uh, just. What does it take me personally? Oh, no, no I'm, I'm talking as an HR person. What what does it take? Uh, what what do you have to do? Fuck How many me. legs? You know what? When Joe gets mad, people he goes down. <laughs> let me let me change Joe, Joe my just, question. Joe just got his first loss. <laughs> Courtney, you are, you are clearly a reasonable person. Are they not abusing me right now? <laughs> Well, that's, you know, that's a perfect segue into my final scenario for, for Courtney. Okay. Detective Swag cracks the case. So there's yeah, obviously yeah, somewhere. I, I, I wanted, yeah, I, I expected Corey Dickerson was having a little bit of a resurgence. It's a farce, people. I didn't realize that it was going to be some... uh... in my opinion, has been buying his way to the number one pick next year. He has been (laughs) quietly keeping us at bay by spending... You're giving me more credit than I deserve. Oh, look, I picked up Robinson Chirinos. Don't worry about it, guys. I'm trying to win, and we've all been over the fact that Robinson Chirinos isn't doing shit. During this time of picking up the Chirinoses and the Dickersons, and while he's been trying to win on his what was up until this week, uh, this would have been a lot better if you had lost again. Yeah, okay, Terry Mason. Besides Dickerson. During this time. Who else have I should have started on my monster bench that I left on the bench? Don't let him talk over your your audio, uh, Jack. Just keep going. There are ten staffs. Better than the oh, St. Yeah. Louis Cardinals available for pickup <laughs> on the fucker and have been for the entire fucking season ever since he traded the top staff three weeks in. All I'm Why? saying is if you're really scouring the wire, if you're really <laughs> trying to put your best foot forward and trying to win, maybe you could have added a little bit of points to the staff once or twice along the way. Tina Marie tripped to Ikea. She would whisper, or like, she would not whisper, she would speak into my ear like, isn't this fun? You know, she had a southern accent. I was like, yeah, yeah, this is cool. Wow, this is a really cool place. She would try to tell me the history of it. And I was like, yeah, 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 that's cool. But the girls are dancing around and so forth. And so we're there, we finish our drinks, get another drink. And I'm like, man, what am I going to do here? This, This is a real pickle for me. But I am like in full-blown panic mode at this point, guys. Then she was like, maybe you should get me a lap dance. And I was like, oh, you want a lap dance? And she was like, yeah, I think I would. And I was like, okay. So uh, So at this point, you realized your friend from college was actually doing you a solid, even though it's not playing out uh, that way. Right. He really was trying to. And if you don't think so, then please, next time, call me. I, I hand her some money to go get a, a lap dance, and I'm just it's sitting. It's gonna be a double ghost, guys. You got <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it kind of is. 
Yeah, so I, uh, I'm sitting there, like, and it's hot in there. It's fucking hot as fuck in there. And I'm like, man, this is not, I, I don't know what to do. I really am at a lot. <laughs> this is not, as I stepped out my hotel room to work, yeah. this is not where I thought I would be yeah. three and a half hours later. <laughs> so I got up and I left. Did you pay for your drink? Uh, oh, yeah, I don't <laughs> And mid-ball wizard. You, you may be new to fantasy sports, but you're, you're doing extremely well. Right. And you're also coining phrases like a veteran. I mean, last year it was slow play. This year, it's not just long ball, it's mid-ball. Mid-ball. <laughs> Yeah. I'm gonna midball you fuckers. Yeah. My 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 primary care physician in high school told me, uh, Greg, you've midball. You know, you need you, you, you need to work on that. And you know what? I was around for favorable randomness. Yes. I was part of that conversation. Yeah, See, yeah dude. Yeah. I mean, because I'm Irish we, and I make shit up. Yeah. If we calculated like uh, you know uh, phrases coined per year playing fantasy sports, you're a fucking future Hall of Famer, my friend. Uh, Scott's calling the mid-ball strategy. <laughs> I'm not playing small ball. I'm not playing it, long ball. No, it's I'm not long ball, but short, short game. Isn't that just you know what? Corn out, right? Isn't that just <laughs> Scott, if I, if I may say, and I say this with all sincerity, you're a mid-ball wizard. <laughs> the winner for this year's segment of the year is... Tina Marie, a trip to Ikea. Accepting on behalf of uh, Tina Marie Midball, or I'm sorry, Tina Marie, trip to Ikea, is me. Because it was my uh, ridiculous story that uh, triggered that, that terrible event. And guys, what can I tell you? It's just another uh, hapless episode of, of my miserable life. So uh, I do appreciate the fact that among all of us losers, that my tale of woe and, and patheticness is, uh, is deemed the winner. Thank you. Thank you, Atlas Bach Nation. And uh, thank you, co-host. And, of course, thank you, Courtney. Wow, what an evening, listeners. I can't believe that we are nearing the end of the first annual Atlas Bach Bakke Awards ceremony. But before we go, there's one more very special award. You know, some awards and some recognition go beyond a single year. And so tonight, I'd like to introduce Joe to present the first annual Atlas Bach Bakke Lifetime Achievement Award. Joe. tonight is a man of many talents. Since the inception of the Juiceless League, he has won five of the league's 11 titles, including three of the last four. He assembles top talent, gets bored and trades them away, and still wins. Stanton and Betts, here, you can have them. Trout, he's not interesting enough. You take it. 
We've all made a trade with him and felt great about it, only realizing later he was playing chess and we were playing checkers. In addition to his winning ways as a fantasy tycoon, he has also served as commissioner of the league, putting in countless hours in a thankless job. He's a husband, a father, and runs a business, but that wasn't enough to keep him interested. He decided to launch a podcast. He gathered a few like-minded friends and herded us together to hold a conversation one night a week. Now, a normal guy would ask for help, maybe with editing or producing, but as we can all attest, he's not normal. He figured out all the logistics, taught himself to record and edit the show, creates added content after the conversation is over. He selects all the music and writes the hilarious cover notes. In short, he's the only indispensable member of this podcast. He's never missed an episode because if he doesn't participate, it doesn't get made. So without further ado, we're proud to present the gentleman assassin, Tim, with the inaugural Atlas Bach Lifetime Achievement Hockey. Joe, guys, thank you so much. Those are just amazing words, and this means a hell of a lot to me. I really appreciate it, and it makes me think of the first time that, that each of us met, and to think about Joe, the fact that you were absolutely convinced that I was a drug dealer uh, because I kept running to the phone every time my beeper went off and not realizing I was a mortgage broker at the time. Or Greg, when we met in that small suburb of Pittsburgh and you were eager to show me all the great stuff that you were doing and we cemented the friendship over a snack pack of Cheez-Its. And Jack, I mean, our love of great movies and the first time we sat and met on Mikey's porch and talked about the movie's true romance and Pulp Fiction and instantly a friendship was born. Guys, I absolutely love you. I really appreciate all this work. And in closing, this award show was our crown jewel, was the culmination of my life's work, and absolutely was so much fun to put together, to listen to, and to memorialize everything that happened in season two. Guys, love you, and here's to a great off season, and next year, I'm going to be back to do it again. Siren out, camera Hosted by GK. Written by Detective Swag, GK, and J. Lowe. Directed by Detective Swag. Co-produced by Detective Swag and Dad Bod Tim. Mixed by Dad Bod Tim. Created by the Atlas Bot crew and the bots. With guest appearances by the Pseudo Scout, H.R. Courtney, the beautiful Miss Tammy, Xander the Professional, and ghosted by our very own mid-ball wizard. Come on, who the hell were you, Scotty?
Well, if you're still listening, you're definitely hardcore. And if you're this hardcore, we'll welcome you to our after party. Come on, let's go see what the guys are talking about at the party. Talk to you later. All right, man. Hey. hey. You know, although not all of my favorites won, Jack, enough of them did that I feel good about the voting. And I have to say that if we were going to name an HQ MVP, maybe that's something we'll do next year, it would be, for me, Derek Rodriguez. So I was thrilled to hear his name selected among the pitchers. Nice. So um, it's funny you should mention him. There were a, um, there were a couple close votes. Uh, we had a, a, a tight one at first base, uh, a tight one at second base, and also at third base. Um, <laughs> if it wasn't for some some write-in votes, you may have had. If it wasn't for some write-in votes, you may have had. Um, you may have had Rodriguez may have actually ended up with the most votes. Uh, he ended up with uh, with four. Um, and uh, Syndergaard got a vote, and we had a write-in. For uh, Bartolo, big sexy Cologne. Mm. That's got to be Tim that did that. I wonder who did that. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to give him away. Let's call him Scout. Oh no, that's too awesome. Let's call him Pseudo S. <laughs> um, the uh, the highest vote getter out of the group, the MVP, if you will, the all HQ of all HQs, batting cleanup. For the group of sexy men is uh, Andrew Benatendi got five votes, the most out of anybody in the group. Um, like I said, Baez and Cano came down to, to very tight. Arenado and Chris Bryant uh, both received quite a few votes, and um, and then Goldie and uh, and Hosmer actually got a couple. Uh, so that was a, a tight one. JT Romuto dominated. Otani dominated. Rodriguez, and again, Carlos Correa would have been the only player to have swept. If it wasn't for once again a write-in vote uh, for Brandon Crawford, and I'm pretty much sure it was not the Mondays. You know, it just goes to show you that beauty truly is in the eye of the beholder. That's <laughs> absolutely true. Absolutely true. And as far as Ben Intendi, oh, I'm sorry, Tim. As far, I was going to say, as far as Ben Intendi, he's the one who who really uh, sparked us to create the statistics. Yeah. Like we knew that there was a sabermetric missing, uh, ladies and gentlemen. And it was only when, you know, trying to figure out what gave Benintendi his uncanny edge, that we realized that this is so damn hot. <laughs> I know I know. one of those write-ins was Tammy because she was very frustrated with second base and said, I don't like any of these. And I said, well, it's Atlas Bach. Like, go find someone else and just send that one. <laughs> yeah, tip. Tammy actually led uh, with two write-in votes. She, she was so disgusted with our obviously poor choices of nominees that she had to move outside the realm and just start making her own decision. And and it's funny because the you know she did it by position. So the first vote I got uh, you know was was catcher, and then the next one was a write-in. And, and 
she sent me to vote, and I was like, he's not on the fucking ballot. What are you doing? You don't get to just pick anybody. I, like, I almost started texting Tim. I'm like, hey, rein her in. Uh, but then I realized that she, she just voted. Uh, she just chose to uh, to ignore those particular individuals. Um, it could have caused problems with our accountant. Yeah, I, I actually... So... I thought Timmy would kick, would, would submit her vote in five minutes, and it was it was literally a ninety-minute effort in my household. We had to go through a bunch yes. of pictures. Um, I actually was I was all like going to ask her to look at what Mary feels and get her take on it, but by the end of just like <laughs> all this back and forth, and we had Bennett voting, I was voting. I was exhausted. I was like, forget it. I don't care if she thinks he's good looking. Write <laughs> something down. Well, that's that's very. I'm glad that she took it seriously because this is this is um, you know, again, you know, somebody didn't know what an RBI was one day and then it became a stat. So, hmm. all right. So, what do you want to do next, fellas? I haven't heard from Justin either. Awesome. We could uh, we could you want me have to break the tie on your outfit. Sure. I'm prepared to do this. I go with Bryce Harper. I think he's Love. much better with JD. There you go. There you go. Good for you, All right. So Joe, folks, have, has finally, for the first time this entire season, <laughs> chimed in on the subject of HQ, and in doing so, he has taken the one of the Atlas Box children, if you will. We 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 have our our Posey. We have our. Ben uh, 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 and and we have our Bryce Harper, and um, so Joe, we, we we appreciate you finally breaking down that wall and and, and jumping in and, and being the one that uh, that that unbalances the scales. As a ball, I feel so liberated. Now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. Um, I'm gonna have to redeem myself, though. I've now, now I've, I've voted on HQ, and I've been nice to Courtney. I'm fucking up left and right here. <laughs> you're you're a, a deep and complicated human being, and that's why I love you, man. Like deep and constipated. <laughs> Accepting on behalf of the Atlas Bot Crew is the Atlas Bot Crew. Despite all of our, uh, you know, calling out others for being pussies. In fact, the listeners believe that we are the biggest pussies on this podcast. What say I, you? You know, I um, it was it was a um, it was a tough choice for me um, when I thought that it was between the four of us, but then I realized that the four of us were combined into one of the votes, and it became pretty fucking easy. I mean. <laughs> We've injured ourselves reaching for pretend sausage, uh, tripping on steps with flip-flops, uh, sleeping with a chewini, and um, what the hell did Joe win it for? Joe, was, Joe won the Being indecisive. Yes. Oh, being indecisive. <laughs> that should be an award in all its own. Um, I am, uh, I'm honored. And uh, I'm proud to be a part. I, I, I almost wasn't a part of this uh, dubious honor. I, I was the last of the, the four of us to win the award. And um, I, I really would have uh, really would have been upset if I had been uh, left out of this uh, this celebration. 
you know, Jack, I have the same mindset as you. I don't think individually that any one of us would have deserved to be Pussy of the Year. But when you put us all together, it's like the four puss cakes of the apocalypse. You know what I mean? <laughs> and, and so there's, we're an unstoppable force. And so, uh, yeah, I agree with you. That's That was my logic as well, and that's why I voted for us today. I also think that it's it's kind of true to our name, right? We, we come out, we, we, we come up with this award, we, we put all the reason behind why this award should be, and we're looking for everybody externally, but really, it ends up being us, right? So, you know, if you think about Atlas Bot, um, yeah, it makes sense <laughs> that we would be the ones that would win that sucker. Well, I, I will um, I'll share with you gentlemen uh, a little bit of uh, backstage knowledge and the fact that uh, this was nearly a fucking theme suite. Um, <laughs> we, uh, uh, Byron Buxton, and, and again, we beat a guy that gets paid millions of dollars who have not played baseball due to many, many different injuries for almost an entire year, and uh, and still uh, we dominated. But Byron Buxton did pull down one vote. Uh, other than that, it uh, it would have been a clean sweep across the board. Wow. No, we are true. As questionable as his injuries are, you know, they were all done during waking hours. You know, that at least <laughs> disqualifies one of us. <laughs> to be fair, these, these guys that we're making fun of are all professional athletes playing at the highest level. I, I would shudder to think what would happen to one of us if we tried to stretch a single into a double. <laughs> is there such a thing as a double hamstring pull? Or reach beyond the sausage for the fake ice cream. Well earned, gentlemen. Well earned. Congratulations. Jack, I have to ask, you know, on the heels of this major victory, what's your Chawini thing? Uh, Princess Luna. <laughs> Are you going to... Uh, is, is Princess Luna going to get any... Uh, Special treatment, you know, uh, you know, extra milk bone or anything of the sort. Yeah, she absolutely is. Yeah, my um, my daughters are more than excited about the fact that not only is she become the title of a podcast, uh, but that that she was that the title was actually even nominated. Um, even though they don't understand what's going on, just the fact that she's famous. So and and. <laughs> And her pictures on Facebook. So yes, um, we're we're very excited, very happy, and um, I'm very glad that the possibility of a one and a half pound dog injuring me while I slept uh, can transform itself into a winning title. Awesome. You know, it occurs to me that that grumpy cat's been resting on his laurels for way too long. Yeah. <laughs> Society needs a new pet star. There we go. Princess Luna was a runner-up, by the way, just so you know. <laughs> As well it should be. But but my Chewini and then my Sharona just somehow became uh, melded together. I don't know if someone had kind of made mention of that. And I was like, well, that's there's your opening, right? It's just It was just there. It, it just, it's very, very difficult to, to read the words together and not have the tune in your head while you're reading. It's immediate. <laughs> Will Princess Luna be acquiring an agent? Uh, you know what? 
she um, probably the way my life is going. Yes, I'm sure she will. <laughs> I, um, again, it was another uh, pretty close vote, actually, and um, and in fact, if, if we remember when we were throwing them all together, I, I think that it was just a, a later show, and it was almost an afterthought. Mm-hmm. Uh, my media wasn't one of the uh, original few that we had written down. Um, again, a, a close one, once again, um, the, the stars of of that particular show, Joe and, and Courtney, uh, come up just short as um, as Darty, like a, a pod star, was uh, was the second place vote uh, mm. getter. But um, yeah, it was uh, like I said. I, uh, honestly, it's one of the things I look forward to every week. Um, you know, obviously we're on the podcast. Uh, we know what we said, um, but there's three or four things that even we, um, other than Tim, the three of us. Uh, get to be surprised about um, every time it comes out, and um, you know the uh, the cold open is is one of them. Um, the outtakes that he puts in at the end, obviously, is something I look forward to every week. And then the title, uh, we we never know for sure what the title is going to be until it comes out. So um, it's something I look forward to. I think he's done a, a, a phenomenal job with it all year long. You know, it's interesting that now that uh, Darty like the pod star fit in second. That's two second-place finishes for that clip. You know, I'm starting to think there's a lot of, like, women's libbers among our voters. Like, there's some sort of a backlash. (laughs) (laughs) It's the the Darty 2 movement, maybe. (laughs) Okay, so that's that. uh, That's that. Court, it's been a pleasure. Yeah, thanks, guys. I'm excited to, to listen to the episode. Thank you, Courtney. Out of curiosity, because we all have a real internal debate about whether we should tell people that we even do this podcast <laughs> here looking like idiots. Have you told anybody that you were on this podcast? Like, the last uh, time? I think I told some mutual friends of ours. Okay. So it's not, yeah. yeah it's, so it's it's in the closet with the rest of the skeletons, for the most part. Right where it should be. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, no, let's let's be honest. It was really about Jack on the dating scene. Should he talk about this podcast? That that was right. really our discussion, right. right? Yeah, that's yeah, but trust me, it I don't wasn't I really don't tell co-workers. It was an observation. No, I don't tell coworkers. Well, it's funny that you bring that up because when I was listening to the Tina Marie episode, I was thinking before we got too far into the story, I was thinking I wonder if Craig tells women about this podcast. <laughs> Not anymore. <laughs> Not anymore. I told we, uh, one girl about it, and then you know, I ghosted her. And uh, and I thought, you know, she may still be listening to these, but I guess it doesn't matter anymore. But I'm not going to make that big twice. Yeah. I, yeah, I don't know. I think that's a... Wise decision. Yeah, very smart move. Yeah, wise decision on her part, but... Yeah. Well, thank you, Courtney. It was yeah, wonderful thank to see you again. And, uh, Stay safe. <laughs> yeah, no storm here. I've <laughs> been good. Thank you very much. You did. Thanks, Paul. Awesome. You're awesome. Like I said, All right. Thanks, for coming on. Pro. Thanks, guys. Yep. It was a pleasure. Or did I send you an Atlas Bach t-shirt? No, you did not. Oh, look forward to that. Okay. I can't wait. <laughs> look, look, look at the face. She's so looking forward to it. Yeah. But 
now I'm going to have to tell people about it because That's right. I wear that. That's right. <laughs> they make excellent rags if you don't mind. Oh, oh. oh. Mean Joe's back. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wore shot. mine the other day. Here it is. All right, I have to ask one question though. Before I leave, Greg, did uh, did did the did Tina Marie ever text you back? Uh, no. <laughs> oh. He sensed uh, that oh. my departure wasn't uh, you know it wasn't a subtle departure. Like, hey, you know what? You're awesome. Let's get together tomorrow. I'm just going to now retreat and lock my hotel room door. <laughs> <laughs> she never, God bless her. She's one of the good ones, you know. And as far as girls I've ghosted, she she got. She took no for an answer. She took her ghosting like a champ. Oh, my God. My other curiosity during that episode was what was the Bible verse that was on social media? Oh God, uh, I'd have to look that up. You know, and, and for your. For you being such a champ, I will at some point look that up. And uh, good question. Very yeah, contradictory situation there. With <laughs> right. lady. I, I went hey. from a one Apparently. picture of her at the beginning of the story to another picture of her at the end of the story to then my picture of Greg at the end of the story. Sadly, I'm not even sure if I can remember her name. Let's see. When you think of her, you think of her as Tina Marie? Yeah, he's got her on his phone. Well, I know her first name. I can't remember her last name. Yeah, I'll do it. Yeah. We can put it on our Atlas box. (laughs) We can put it on our Atlas box webpage. If you haven't friended that yet. I have to. All right. It was a pleasure, guys. And um, it was great listening to you guys all season, too. Thank you very much. You're awesome. Thank you, Courtney. Bye, guys. Bye-bye. Boy, she'd be the one that would be really hard, that would really hurt the ghost this time. <laughs> Joe, are you all right? You okay, Joe? Yeah, Joe. I'm fine. Are you worried? No, man. You were actually. I was just wondering, like, like, oh, I sound like you hit somebody's car and then they don't come home till Monday and then they come home Monday and you're always like, uh, hey, how you doing? <laughs> I'm the guy that hit your car. <laughs> All right. Um, okay, I found it, boys. I'm going to send it to my court. I'll send it to you guys, too. All right, when we got Justin, we're late for Justin. In a few minutes. I, I texted him. Okay. I yeah. resisted real zinger against you, Jack. Maybe I shouldn't have. <laughs> we were talking. We were, you know, we were talking about Princess Luna, and, and how she's going to get an, an agent. And you're like, yeah, probably the way my life's going. So I was going to say she actually filed for divorce, with Jack. <laughs> Yeah, don't, don't don't worry. There's still the mom. Yeah, he could always. <laughs> Guys, I can't tell you how excited I am. I'm not surprised a bit that softball kick him when you're down one. I mean, guys, there are things that I watch on TV when it, whenever The Godfather comes on, or whenever Apocalypse Now I happen across it on the channel, I find myself drawn in and unable to turn it off. 
And I tell you, softball kicking when you're down has that level of magnetism for me. You know, that guy in the, um, you know, crocodile Dundee hat and flip-flops looking around, seeing if the coast is clear, and then kicking some other suburban dad in the ribs. You know, that is my, that is that clip's Marlon Brando, if you ask me. I <laughs> I agree with you. It was um, it's tough to turn off. Um, the uh, the young, <laughs> the small girl crying at the end really puts me <laughs> over the top. To be honest with you, but, um, this was actually uh, one of the tighter categories. Um, the uh, bullpen joggers pulled down a couple of votes on this one as well. Uh, which is kind of um, unique if you consider the fa- ironic that the uh, softball situation is, is um, you know, a violent, ugly, nasty beatdown that's supposed to be calm parent fans on the right. side. <laughs> Meanwhile, the bullpen joggers situation, they're supposed to want to fight each other. They're supposed to be going after each other, but instead decide to uh, lollygag through the outfield together uh, so a little bit of um, back and forth on those two but it was a uh, it was a tight one but uh, uh, I think the uh, <laughs> the flip-flops guy put it over the top for me as well uh, did tickle fight get any votes it did it got a vote yes we um, yep yep it was uh, three two and one were the uh, were the final voting between the three. Now, I like the bullpen joggers because, and, and this actually swayed my vote. If I had to vote a week ago, that would have, it would have gone to the softball fight. Just, just because I think the commentary was phenomenal and uh, it was just raw anger. But when Joe said that he watches baseball games different, this is, this is a, this is a person who has watched baseball games for near half a century. And now he watches it different because of what we helped point out. And um, I cannot help but just scoff at every fight now. I'm just like, oh, there's the bullpen joggers, right? Like, I just I just know that's going to be part of the, the-, the theater of baseball. And I just, I, I really, I-, I know it didn't win. And uh, I'm not bummed out that the softball fight won. In fact, any one of them might have been great. But that was, that for me was the transformative thing. They should require in spring training that bullpen guys watch the softball kick them when you're down fight. <laughs> I say, that's what your guys are going for. We want you know, this type of passion. Yeah, this is these, the... these parents didn't walk calmly to the parking lot side by side and then them. No, they were in a fucking scrum right next to the concession stand, you know, 15 feet from their children. <laughs> I voted for that segment, and I thought that segment was just pure, <laughs> pure comedic gold. I thought it was um, uh, one that had a lot of twists and turns to it. Um, I, I was really involved yeah. in what was happening. The scene was set. The scene was, uh, I thought, really well laid out, and I just laughed my way through it. And every time I listen to it, I, I, I like it even more. So, um, you know, for me, I, I was super happy. I mean, this is this is what this was the segment that I wanted to see uh, win. It, you I'm know, shocked, honestly. I, I, I voted for uh, Joe making Courtney so uncomfortable. Maybe that's the misogynist in me. I don't know. But, uh, you know, there was something really visceral and fun about having a guest star on 
and having Joe so truly out of character right. uh, to such a catastrophic level that for me, I don't know how you top that for pure entertainment. <laughs> Well, I, I, I think it, it might have something to do with the fact that you were involved in the IKEA story. Because if you come over on this side of the fence and listen to that story and how absolutely incredibly ridiculous it is, uh, then you might have voted for it as well, like I did. It was a tough one. I, um, I honestly, when I sat there listening to that segment, the IKEA segment, um, I, I, matter of fact, that's the, I, I believe the first time I thought of this possibility of this award show. And uh, so I was sure that we had a winner at that one <laughs> as I was hearing it. Uh, but it ended up being really close, actually, the, um, the, the HR segment. And, and maybe we can have a couple of these folks chime in and in, in, in their opinions. But uh, the HR segment was very close. It, uh, it was one of the closer votes in, uh, in, uh, across the board. So um, we had some good stuff this year, but... Uh, I, I mean, I pictured Tina Marie at a strip club. I mean, who else can do that for me? Can, can I ask a question, though? And I, This is all, honestly, Joe, at the time of the airing or recording of this episode, have you yet heard that nominee for, uh, for segment of the year that you, know, you are so integral a part of? <laughs> I, have, I have not. Um, I... I <laughs> I think this category was uh, a little bit of an upset given the play that you guys have given that over the course of the season. <laughs> I just assumed that was going to be it. Well, now you can't comment on the play we've given it if you haven't actually heard it. We, ha- we, we, oh, we I, still I have. I think I've been a, a butt of the <laughs> commentary. <laughs> We still have we still have the lovely Courtney with us here, and um, I think that's a there's a perfect time for her to chime in, and um, and and Courtney, first and foremost, w- w- what was your vote uh, for this uh, this uh, category? I you know I voted for Tina Marie too, and for me it was the um, it was the clincher at the end. The IKEA trip sold the I agree. For, for him leaving a date at a strip club not being the best part of the story, that's a winner. <laughs> I mean, for me, all, most of my favorite segments of the podcast involve Greg's stories, so you can't go wrong. Joe, do you, are you find yourself thinking, well, maybe my scene, my segment wasn't so awful. Maybe I should give it a listen. <laughs> you know, did, I mean, no. if it was so outrageously over the top, you know... Um, she did come back on. No, I, I let I let Gretchen listen to it, and she said, "I ah, don't worry about it. She didn't miss anything." So, yeah, Courtney, yeah. That's, a hell, that's a hell of a life you have there, Joe. That's a hell of a I, life. I, I am a fortunate man. I think I think I've said before, Joe, in your defense, the the big story there was the visual, which was the American flag shirt you were wearing. <laughs> the the one thing about it is 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 I learned a lesson from it. I'll, I'll just take I'll take the uh, abuse for skipping the episode next time. <laughs> this really is like an after-school special. Joe learned an important lesson. Yeah, I just think blow you guys off if, if we're having a party that day. Yeah, a, a darty, a darty responsible. And I think that there's a PSA in there. I, I was responsible. I didn't drive anywhere besides driving you guys crazy. No, it's about suffering for your art. Don't skip it next time. Greg does it, I do it, you do it. I don't know if Jack suffers a lot, but... In this case, Courtney suffered for our art. <laughs> <laughs> for our art, that's right. That's right. That's right. Mm. 
what's wild is that the five people on this podcast all voted for that same episode. I didn't. I, oh, I didn't. thought you did. I'm I sorry. voted for you. Oh. He's, he's, anything having to do with that that segment, Joe blocks from his fucking memory. Thanks a lot, buddy. Spe- speaking of Joe's memory, he didn't vote for it either. So. Yeah, right. That's right. Well, it's not fair. I didn't hear it. So. Guys, don't don't do that again. Don't surprise me with really kind words. I was actually starting to get emotional listening to Joe and. Man, you guys are just so good. <laughs> you damn sure earned it, dude. We appreciate everything that you do. And um, I think, yeah, Joe summed it up really, really well with the line, if he doesn't show up, it doesn't happen. So um, it's uh, it's fun to get on here and, and talk shit and, and make stories and, and insult each other and so on and so forth. But the fact of the matter is that when we turn the microphones off, we finish, and we're done, and then we sit there impatiently waiting for you to do a shitload more work so that we can hear ourselves battle at each other. We greatly appreciate it. You know, the, the only more heartfelt moment we'll ever have on a show or an award show, guys, is if one of us or one of our regulars dies. We get to do an in-memoriam so, Great job, John. Well, let's hope it's not Tim, because then it won't get put on there. Absolutely. <laughs> crazy I, I will say that it is amazing to go through the conversations at the level that i do and to, to just really kind of unpack the smarts that you guys are throwing into stuff and stuff that i totally missed during the call uh, and, and just to realize just you know obscure references timing of, of comments that are here or there and um it's just uh, it's fun it's fun I'm so lucky. I, I, I'm really, really blessed. Really thank you guys, too, Joe, Jack. Thank you. I mean, this is what it, it feels like to do something creative when the only result of that has to be fun or enjoyment or fulfillment. You know, there, there's absolutely no other end game besides us just enjoying it. That's a beautiful thing in life, especially at our age, right? Where everything has has a purpose, everything has a, a little responsibility. This is just for us. Oh yeah! <laughs> Finally, my vote counts. <laughs> Damn it, <Rodriguez>. <laughs> <laughs> Should we do a wellness check for Scott? Make sure he's alright. He's, he's okay. The one time he responded, I, he, he he was ghosting us. I mean, he literally was just not responding. Uh, and then uh, I sent him one without the group text and said, "Wait, another night work." And he said, "Maybe, thanks." So. I think we make a resolution. Now, if he comes back at us and we're like, "Guys, and then something really tragic in his life has happened," you know. We say, too fucking bad. You can still, <laughs> you can't spare 15 minutes. Uh, he totally needs to get roasted the next time, whatever, oh. right? I mean, he, he deserves the treatment. Like, he could have just simply said, I'm busy, can't do it, right? Like, right. he, he could have. Right, right. A little Respond. <laughs> treat, it, treat us like one of Greg's exes. Yeah. <laughs> 
That's right. <laughs> I'm, I'm waffling. Yeah. <laughs> a kitten in a tree was uh, my first. That, uh, that was South. <laughs> Oh my gosh, that was great! Oh, Dude, well, this was, was great, guys. It was awesome. Everything went honestly better a little Rick. better than I expected. Like everybody's readings was better. Both you got Joe and Greg. You guys oh, fucking guys. dominated. That was Jack. Your write-ups, your introductions to Kelly are fucking hilarious. Yeah. yeah. Joe, very heartfelt. Yep. Him, a rock, leading us through all this bullshit. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Wow. Okay. All right. Cool. Thank you, guys. Good night, awesome. gentlemen. Good job, guys. Good night, guys. Tim, thanks for Thank turning everything over to us for a little bit and trusting us with it. This is far better than... I mean, just hold it off. Yeah. Yeah. Jack did all the heavy lifting. Good job, yeah. yeah I appreciate it, guys. That's Have a good work. night. That's what teamwork is. Bye, guys. It is. Later. Good night. Restraining order count over Skype. <laughs> what do I? All right, so you're going to be just about you, to find get a out. pencil, Tim, because you're going to be chopping this thing all <laughs> up, uh, dude. Okay. Oh, we got to do the all HQ team. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Now I'm shutting down. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. You and we, 
we've talked about for years, you and I specifically have talked about for years, don't let me disrupt your dinner, that um, <laughs> nothing how, how much value has come to like our lives because of this silly little fake game that we play. You know what I mean? And that's just another indirect, indirect situation that um, that's provided that it's fucking cool. I, I really, I believe so. It's kept us close. It's kept us close right. for decades. That's what I'm saying. Yep. Um, I love it. Yep. Okay. And now it's just kind of branched out from, <laughs> hey, do you want to play fantasy baseball to, who do you think the sexiest shortstop is? <laughs> Very toned. The tighter you make the shirt, the, the it's like a sausage casing. It kind of keeps everything together. <laughs> not, not the shirts that I buy. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I'm with you, Greg. Should have had an uh, award for uh, Tim's best meal. <laughs> Hello. Hi, Tammy. Your earphones on? Put it on the headphones. Hi, Hi Tammy. Tammy. Hi, guys. How are you? We're great. Good. How are you? Well, pretty good for a Sunday night. I made steak, salad, grilled mm. peppers, and green nice. beans for dinner. Did Tim nice. say, hold the salad? <laughs> uh, he used to say that, but then we had kids, and he couldn't say mm. that out loud anymore. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. uh, kids. And you're going to read each nominee, pausing in between each one, because he's going to stick something in there later on, a, well, a clip or something in there, okay? <laughs> so, sorry. <laughs> so, <laughs> Are we doing the uh, three, two, one countdown as well? I'm like living in the 90s right now, and I'm kind of chemically impaired. So, there you, go. you know, re- remembering them isn't, isn't an option. What is that? A fresca? You drink it? A fresca? <laughs> it's, it's actually a, it, it's actually a Zima with a strawberry. Oh, oh my god! So <laughs> they still make Zima? No, they don't. He found an undrunk case. <laughs> <under bed. laughs> She's cooking you another meal. Right back. <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> it's a good outtake there. Look at Joe. Look at Joe is so pleased with that joke. <laughs> just... I was I was gonna throw in a second breakfast, but <laughs> no, she's cooking him a pre-breakfast. Right. She cooks him a pre-breakfast before he goes to bed. I'm, I'm actually losing weight, guys. I'm actually losing weight. Uh, good for you. I'm finding it. <laughs> Great job, Tim. There are some serious fucking psycho parents out there at kids' sporting <laughs> events. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me right now? Holy shit. There was a time when we were at a lacrosse game and this guy next to was like, take him out, take him out. And Tim finally looked at the guy and was like, hey, dude, these are 14-year-old kids. Psycho. Joe. I can't hear you, you Joe. That's because I'm on mute, you fuckers. Oh. Thank you. 